We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. That does it. Lee. Are you done? No. I want some Viagra. Okay. Give it to me now. I want I want my own prescription. Okay. Because apparently new studies, largest ever done, 70,000 adult men found that a little blue pill is good for more than just one body part. Okay. In fact, it's really good for your heart. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, um, they did a study on this. Long-term study, 70,000, largest ever study. Viagra lowers the risk of heart disease in men by up to 39%. That is a staggering amount. It's according to the study. Men who take the drug appear to be less likely to suffer an early death from any cause. And they think that's in part because so many of the causes of early death are vascular. You know, inflammation, vascular, that sort of thing. Right. Um, And... Anything that helps <clears throat> with blood flow combats that. Okay. And the little blue pill does. Well, have there been studies done to see if that has the same effect with women? Well, see, that's what I'm saying. But then since men and women aren't any different, I want my Viagra mm-hmm. and I want it right now. Yeah, whatever. Now, because we have, we have early strokes in my family. We do. I mean, women in my family don't make it past 65. They just don't. Uh, I just lost a cousin in her early 50s stroke. So I'm like, you know, get out of my way. I'm going to the uh, erectile dysfunction clinic. You will see me there after the show in the waiting room. Okay. Demanding my Viagra. Um, anyway, I'm kidding. But no, not really. I'm actually kind of ser- I'd seriously get really interested in this. Viagra lowers the risk of heart disease in men by up to 39%, according to a new study. Men who take the drug also appear to be less likely to suffer an early death from any cause. Um, so super interesting. And they're saying, listen, the reason that men get the results they do from the drug is because it does other really good things in the body and the results they're looking for when they get the drug prescribed, that's only part of what they get. Let me explain. Experts believe the drug increases blood flow into the heart's arteries, improves oxygen flow throughout the body. This results in the desirable sexual, you know, side effects you get. But what the drug is doing is actually so much more than that. Um, so kind of interesting. They're also saying because of these blood flow effects, this is a separate study, but they link to it. Viagra shrinks cancerous tumors because it boosts the effects of chemo in much the same way. Wow. Uh, you know, blood, blood flow and oxygen. So that's the one thing about a lot of these medical things, uh, and, and prescriptions that I think are fascinating that sometimes you have different, um, things that are influenced that were not the initial desire of the 
the drug to begin with. It's yeah. And I mean, there's yeah, called off label uses. Yeah. And there's a lot of drugs like that that doctors have used for a long time. And this is incredible. Heart conditions down 40%. Use of ED drugs in general, not just the you know brand name right. Viagra. So it's all of the whole class of drugs. Use of ED drugs are also 70%, 17% less likely to suffer heart failure, which is when the heart doesn't pump as well as it should. 15% less likely to require a coronary, coronary revascularization procedure which is used to clear blockages in the heart's arteries. Well, these these researchers need to be very careful because if they find something where it actually improves the outcome for COVID-19, then they may have to, you know, not talk about that. Oh, yeah, or we could see um, Viagra banned. Oh, exactly, because, you know, there were several other drugs that were talked about as a treatment, not as a preventative, but a treatment, which is, of course, something that I've been talking about for quite some time, why we concentrated so much on a vaccine when we seem to not have any desire to find a treatment for COVID-19, for those who are suffering from it. Yeah, so, see, no, you're right. During COVID, you would have thought off-label uses were, you know, right. of the devil. Right, exactly. Right. That's not science. Well, it is science, but no, it's not science. So it's no. science. <laughs> Listen to this. It just keeps going. Men who used ED drugs uh, also live longer on average, uh, and their risk of early death dropping by a quarter over the study period. Well, I mean, so these are incredible findings. I mean, obviously, you want to see it duplicated in other studies, but this was the largest study ever done against 70,000 men. So you know what else they said? I, I, this is interesting. Men who would not seek medical intervention, you know, for blood pressure, right. all that stuff, yeah. they just, you know, they just, they don't have it checked. Um, will go immediately to the clinic if they are experiencing erectile problems. That is not a side effect they're willing to live with. Um, in other words, men who would not get med- medication for anything else, you know, the guys who yeah. are not having the annual physical, they will go to the ED clinic. Well, if you think of all the advertising and all the media attention that that particular drug and that particular condition has had over the past, I don't know, 20 years, not surprising. Text Tracy, I want to do this too. Living longer because they're playing the piano more. This is that thing that I swear nature does. If you are not useful to the tribe. Right. Nature eliminates you. And that that would make sense because you you should not be consuming food because those who are useful should have the food. Yeah. Um, and and that's a survival strategy for your offspring. You, they, you know, your your body wants to just nuke you, uh, the second you're taking food that your offspring, you know, that's more vibrant than you now could be eating. So I mean, this is why I, I'm convinced. If you stop working when you retire, I mean, people do, they drop dead in nine months. Um, I've seen this happen so many times. Yeah. Um, and, and so maybe you know your body thinks, hey, you know, still planting a seed out there, so I better stick around. <laughs> just a theory. I don't know. Yeah. It's all over the text line though. Uh, Texter writes, Tara, the ED clinic would have to give it to you. You could identify as a man just for that short period of time. Good point. Thank you for the pointer. Um, Yeah, Texter writes, living longer because they're playing the piano more. Um, Yeah, see, and JD is asking the question, of course, I could, how much of this Viagra do you need to take? Yeah. Daily basis, JD wants to know. For a friend, of course. Yes, of course. Right. Um, <laughs> so what happens if you take Viagra, but you don't have an ED problem and you just walk around with it? Um, I, I don't know. Ask your doctor. Texter writes, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Viagra was actually invented for heart disease. It was not originally designed for what it is used for currently. Hmm. Very well could be. Yeah. 
Yeah. And finally, another texture says, yeah, Viagra is originally developed to be a blood pressure medication. Another texture says, Terrace, not to blue pill, but to seven minutes of exercise that helps the heart. Oh, I think you need more than seven minutes of exercise to help the heart, y'all. Seven minutes? Dude, you'd even fest to that on the text line? Shame. Come on, go for nine. Okay, some of these I can't read. Let's see. Yeah. It's a little hard for me to take Viagra every morning before work. I understand. Another texter writes, uh, okay, here we go. I am a physician. The history behind the blue pill was it was first developed as an antihypertension drug that happened to have a side effect to a certain body part. That's why it was then not used as a hypertension drug, but as the blue pill. Okay, so, so all right, good. And look, this may be the only cardio some men get, you know. This you need to get your cardio. Yeah. yeah. It's very important. I had to tell because there's somebody who I do get cardio. Like I power walk. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not ambling. I am I'm sweating. Right. Um boy, I can tell I mean, like, I'll go out of town. I was out of town this weekend for a few days with my daughter, and I missed three days of it. Mm-hmm. And I can feel I feel oh, yeah. like crud. Yeah, the next day, yeah. Well, I mean, the next time that you go, it's it's tough, yeah. It's yeah, no, and I just like by day three, I can feel my body just like gooing up and slowing down. If I didn't do this exercise, I wouldn't know I, that that I felt bad. But I, I just, it's it's to me, it's it makes me as uncomfortable as like, wow, I haven't brushed my teeth in five hours. Yeah. You know, they get that kind of film on them, and you want to get it off. That's how I feel when I don't exercise. You start exercising, you'll feel it too, and you oh, yeah. you will not want to stop. This is why I tell everybody, you know, I, look, don't go for the, hey, I'm going to go in the gym every day because you're not. That'll last a week. Do something easy. You know, again, walk around the block. Just that's what all you're going to do. When, you know, before you go in at night, um, instead of walking right into your house, she's going to walk around the block. Something like, just start easy. You don't have to run the marathon, you know. Now, it depends on your area as to whether or not that's a safe thing to do, though, Tara. That's true. In some areas, you may want to see about uh, maybe investing in a Kevlar bra- uh, jogging vest and your CPR, your uh, right. <laughs> concealed weapons permit. For listeners in Chicago with the annual 41%, and I just didn't make that up. That is literally what it was, 41% increase in violent crime. Do not walk. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? You do that in Chicago, man. You're running around that block. You're not walking anymore. Exactly. So you, you will be highly motivated. You will get that exercise done. You look like everybody else is running from a crime scene. <laughs> I know. And bullets while you duck. It's great cardiovascular workout. Or you could just take Viagra. Whatever the case. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 
Good morning. Okay, put your mask back on. So says the CDC. If you live in Pickens County or Spartanburg in the upstate, Greenville not on the list yet. Put your mask on. Well, didn't the CDC admit masks didn't work? Yeah, they did. But they're pretending that didn't happen. And they expect you to, too. These people are weirdos. They really are. Here's uh, Scott Gottlieb. He's talking about kids at the time. Um, but then he makes a general statement overall about masks. He's the former head of the FDI. So like a guy who would know. What do you tell parents? Are cloth masks just not good enough anymore? Cloth masks aren't going to provide a lot of protection. That's the bottom line. This is an airborne illness. We now understand that. And a cloth mask is not going to protect you from a virus that spreads through airborne uh, transmission. It... <laughs> Thanks. Again, Dr. Scott Gottlieb. Not a conspiracy theorist. Well, never mind. Uh, he was actually the guy who got uh, Twitter censored for Pfizer, so you couldn't tell the truth about the shot. So I guess he is a conspiracy theorist. And a disinformer. But he's telling the truth about masks there. Anyway, they want you to wear them in Pickens County uh, and Spartanburg. How's that going to go over? I'm guessing like a lead balloon. I haven't seen anybody wearing them. I think people are over it. I want to come back to this, though. One of the most fascinating pieces of journalism this week. CNN admitting 90% of COVID deaths were fake. They weren't real. People did not die of COVID. It was the coding. They were coded as COVID, but they didn't die. I mean, and I'm talking, I don't even know this part yet. If you came in uh, from a car accident, you're banged up or dead. They, they are literally swabbing the noses of corpses from car accidents to see if you had COVID so they could code you as a COVID death, scare the heck out of the public. 90% fake. Folks, serious legitimate question that a real reporter would ask this morning. Do we have a pandemic? Do, do we even have a, I, I don't know that we had a pandemic. I mean, I know people died of COVID. Don't get me wrong. They obviously did. There was that 10%. Now let's keep going. Do you remember the Brazil court ruling? That the PCR tests returned 90% false positives. The highest court in the land of Brazil ruled that death rates, I'm sorry, no, COVID case rates, sorry, could not be used um, to do lockdowns because they were so inaccurate. And they were so inaccurate because the PCR test was junk. So let's get this straight. 90% of deaths, as determined by the PCR test, were fake. Says who? CNN. So you have to believe if CNN says it, right? 90. I, you know what? I'm shocked by this. I still can't get past this. And I'm walking around thinking about it. Just the scope of the lie they told us about COVID is massive. 90% fake deaths. And you're using a PCR test with a... 90% false positive rate? God, how many people died of COVID? I just back of the envelope with those numbers, probably about the same as die of colds and the flu every year. It's somewhere between 40 and 60,000. Cold, flu combined. Would, would be about the right number for this country. It was nothing. So this explains how both things are true. Most people... Many people know or know of somebody who died of COVID. That's true. But also, this was not what they told us it was. Now, let's go back to Deborah Burks. Put this together. Just the hose job they did on the American people now. And for Dr. Leanna Wen at CNN to author that piece, the woman who said 
that that people who wouldn't get vaccinated shouldn't be able to cross state lines, go on vacation, like go out shopping with their families, maybe should be criminally prosecuted. And now she's like, ah, 90% of the COVID deaths are fake. Sorry. You ruined 96,000 businesses. They were shut down. These people don't even care. There's no apology from them. Now, remember Dr. Deborah Burks, Scarfini, as she was known on the show. Scarfini. Remember what Scarfini told us? In her book, which came out last year, she admits, yeah, um, I just wanted to close down the economy. So, and I didn't have any data to justify it. So I, and she invented, she said, I invented two weeks to stop spread. We were only going to close two weeks, stop spread. And she admitted, but I, that was a lie. I just made it up to give myself two weeks to get some kind of data to justify staying locked down. Wait, you're telling me you never had any kind of data to justify the lockdowns when you shut the country down for two weeks? Nah. Now that's just to give me some time to come up with some data to keep it going. Because you had none? Why did you have none? Because 90% of the deaths were fake. Now let, think about why we had to do it. Here's Why am I talking about this? Are you sick of COVID? I'm sick of COVID. But I'm not sick of their narratives. I want you to see the next one coming, no matter how big and scary it looks. I want you to understand the level at which they lie. It's massive. Remember what they told us. It was going to be so bad that the hospitals were going to be overwhelmed. Based on what again? <laughs> Nothing. Deborah Burks made it up. Dr. Deborah Burks at the CDC, she just made it up. That whole thing was a lie. And that's why the hospitals weren't overwhelmed. And that's why we had the absolutely shocking headline two weeks ago now. Again by CNN. Hospitals more overwhelmed than during COVID. Talk about the shock of my life reading that too. Wait, wait, wait. Why isn't the economy shut down? Why are we ground to a halt? And it was a combination of uh, flu, colds. It was, we had an early flu season, colds, and uh, some COVID. Well, so it couldn't have been too bad, could it? Why? The You know why? The hospitals weren't overwhelmed because they were fake coding COVID. They get a positive test with that PCR test that turns, you know, returns 90% false positive. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And they were doing it, the hospital, and they're lying. The hospital's are lying. They're doing it because they get extra money for every COVID patient. They're like, haul the corpse in here. Both pieces of it. Let's do a nose swab for COVID. Yeah, he got run over by an 18-wheeler. But so what? We can get to COVID money. I mean, that's a COVID case and a COVID death. That's cha-ching, cha-ching. They made this whole thing up, folks. Yeah, it was out there. Yeah, it killed some people, made some people very sick. But not any more than a cold or a flu, just like I told you. Just like I told you. Remember this? This is Jim Jordan, Congressman Jim Jordan, grilling Scarfini, Dr. Deborah Burks. About one of their many lies. Remember when the CDC was saying, oh, if you get vaccinated, you you cannot stop the spread. This is a this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That, too, a total lie. She admitted it under oath. When the government told us that the vaccinated couldn't transmit it, was that a lie or was that a guess? Or is it the same answer? I think it was hope that the vaccine would work in that way. And that's why I think scientists and public health leaders always have to be at the so, table so being it, very clear what we know and what we this, don't this know. Is in, this is important for the country to know. So when I asked the question, when the government told us that the vaccinated couldn't get it, and I asked you if it was a guess or a lie, you said you don't know. You said you think it was hope. So what we do know is it wasn't the truth. So they were either guessing, lying, or hoping, and communicating that information to the to the 
to the citizens of this country. <laughs> they were lying. Here's the end of that interview. You can't rule out the fact that our government was lying to us when they told us the vaccinated could not get the virus. I don't know about their discussions that they had in the task force. Oh, she told us you couldn't get it. She did, Scarfini. And now we know, again, from her book, that same woman. What a dingbat airhead. That same woman who was like, well, I just made up two weeks stop spread. I didn't have any data. I needed two weeks to get the data to keep the country locked down. Well, if you don't have data indicating that this disease is dangerous, why does the country need to stay locked down? She never did say. Wow. Just wow. Folks, you know where we are? We're at the end stage of any, any one of their narrative. Narrative is a fancy word for lie. Any one of their narratives, in the end stage, they always admit they lied. You know why? I think they're proud of it. I think that they are just gobsmacked by what they got away with. They think they're smart because they got away with it. And they want you to know they got away with it. Yeah, it's like the BTK killer. He'd have gotten away with all those serial killings. If he didn't start sending letters bragging about it, that's how they got it. These people, same way. Husha loved the conversation developing on the Rumble version of this show, which is live. You can find it at rumble.com, Tara Servatius channel, Tara Servatius. All one word. There we go. Um, okay, so the uh, we hit the debt limit this morning. It was like uh, <laughs> $31.8 trillion or some ridiculous thing. Folks, I mean... We have 31.8 trillion. Do you realize there's only like 350 million of us, right? I mean, you know that. Like, you can't make that math work. And it's almost funny. If you was some other country, I'd be laughing at them. So here's what's going on right now. The Republicans have backed Kevin McCarthy into a corner, their new erstwhile leader. And they're saying no debt ceiling, debt limit. No debt ceiling, you know, debt, no debt limit increase. Democrats are saying, we're not even going to compromise. We want to raise it because we are going to spend every last bit of the credit. Because we don't have money left. I mean, like, not actual money. We're going to print every last bit of the credit line that we can before the collapse. And we want to do it now. So that's the that's where they are in Washington. Normally, Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell will be right there with the Democrats. But Kevin got backed into a quarter. And the Democrats, since uh, they smell blood, they figure, well, we got to have we get a good default going here and blame it on the Republicans. Okay. Um, that's literally playing with fire. So who's right? Well, the Democrats say uh, we got to raise the debt limit, got to raise the debt ceiling, got to raise it, or we can't print and borrow the money to pay our creditors. That's what we do now. We are such a joke of a debtor nation. We literally have to print or borrow the money to pay the to to pay other people that we borrowed from. Or the whole thing will collapse. We'll lose our credit rating. Democrats are not wrong about that. We do. We need to print some money to pay off our creditors. To pay off those we borrowed money from. We need to borrow and print money to pay those we borrowed from. 
this is the state of ridiculousness this country's in. So the Democrats are not wrong. Before, when they had an extended debate on this, the Republicans looked like they were going to really do it. They were going to say no to the debt, you know, the debt limit increase. And you remember what happened? Our our credit rating got knocked down as a country. I mean, it was embarrassing. Still is. So Democrats are love this man. They don't care if they collapse the economy. Heck, it would help them to collapse the economy. They they've wanted to collapse the economy for a long time. Is their number one goal right now is to take control? Um, of the food chains and the energy supplies. And that would only help them accomplish that goal. So that's what the Democrats are. They don't care and they're all for destruction. Uh, Kevin McCarthy would like to go along with the Democrats, but he won't. But see, here's what the Democrats are doing. The Democrats are correct. We do have to raise the debt limit in order to pay our creditors or we will default. However, we could also cut some spending, not raise the credit limit, and we won't default. But they don't want to do that. Neither do the Republicans. That is plumb off the table. And so th- when the Democrats are saying, well, we want to raise the debt ceiling with no conditions, what they mean is we want to raise the debt ceiling to get this little handful of money, relatively speaking, it's billions of dollars, that we need to pay off our creditors. Oh, and this other bucket of money over here that will come with it, we're going to just go ahead and print and spend that. Print and or spend that borrowed money. So it's a ruse. Basically, it's a game of chicken. Democrats are saying, well, uh, if we don't raise the debt ceiling, we can't pay off our creditors with borrowed and printed money. And Republicans are saying, yeah, but if we raise the debt limit, you'll just spend it all and we'll keep doing it again and again and again until we crash. So I don't know what will happen, but that's the game they're playing right now. As things get really serious, things are, I, it is getting real in this country. Do you realize just $400 billion dollars? You know, they just passed that omnibus in December. $400 billion of the $1.7 trillion is just interest on the debt. That's all it is. $400 billion. Just chunked. Just wasted. Your um, share of that is about $3,000. The households that pay taxes, your share is about $3,000. You will not get a bill for that. You will pay it when you check out at the grocery store in inflation. How in- And that is the highest ever bill. How insane has this gotten? Well, I'll tell you how insane, and this is why if you feel broke, uh, that you you are literally broke. We are broke. And, and that's the thing. No one will speak it in Washington. The, the end thing that the in crowd there is doing is just pretending we're not broke, even though we are really seriously broke. Um, and let, let me explain how, how this works, okay? Numbers in from the CBO, we borrowed the country $4 billion per day. In 2022. So that is, are you ready for this? $10,000 per household. Just 2022. And they're like, shoot, we can do more than that in 2023. Because our lobbyist friends want it, and they're the ones who give us the money. They do not care if this country goes broke. Okay, so you got all that going on. And I don't know how it'll end. Somebody, okay, probably Republicans. We'll raise the debt. We'll just keep going broke. But here's the problem we have. We are printing the money right now to pay this off. This is what we do. We put out treasury bonds for people to buy. Well, people don't want them anymore. So we print money and buy them back. Ponzi scheme. The reason we can do that in Zimbabwe and Venezuela can't, they fail massively when they try it, is because we have something called a petrodollar. And that is where the Saudis and OPEC have agreed to sell their oil and to some extent natural gas, but mainly oil, for... 
So if you're Ireland, you want to buy some oil, you got to switch out of your own currency into U.S. dollars and buy the oil. I've explained this before, right? And that creates this massive demand for the dollar, which allows Congress to print that without us being Zimbabwe. Well, a funny thing just happened in the middle of all of this with $31 trillion worth of debt. Saudi Arabia just went, yeah, we just got a new deal with Russia and China. We don't need the U.S. anymore. So um, we are thinking, they announced on Tuesday, of just like letting people pay for energy, for oil in their own currency. Dude, do you know what that would do to this country? I mean, but, and nobody knows, 25, 30, 35, 40, 50, I don't know, percent of the dollar's value? People debate it. We're going to find out. It's fake. It's fake. It's fake demand created by the deal that Washington has had with Saudi Arabia and OPEC for a very long time that says, oh, hey, you got to go through the extra step of changing into dollars and then buying the energy in dollars. Saudi Arabia just said, no, we don't need it. Why did Saudi Arabia do that? Because Joe Biden is a freaking idiot. He's been kicking them in the teeth over and over and over again. There is one nation in this world that has veto power over our economy, our lifestyle, the way that we live, and that is Saudi Arabia. And Biden kicked him in the teeth over and over and over. And then Russia went in and went, hey, you know what? Uh, America used to be your military. We'll be your military. Let us tra- let's, let's trade in our own dollars. And Saudi Arabia went, Okay. Because that's what we traded them. We we were essentially their military. That's why we get into these weird Middle Eastern conflicts all the time. And now Russia's their military. Now they answer to Russia. We have nothing to trade them. All we can do is beg, and before it's over, trust me, we will. Which will be the only good part is I can't wait to see Joe Biden on his knees. If he's even smart enough to get on his knees. But it probably won't even work anyway. So... Anyway, so these fools in Washington are acting like they could just print forever and we should just raise the debt ceiling as Saudi Arabia is about to pull the, the, the carpet out from underneath the dollar. And the people in Washington just pretending none of it's going on. It is the biggest game of pretend I've ever watched them play. Aside from maybe COVID. Good morning. Let's jump on the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line. Hey, Texter, uh, writes on the text line, 71307. Hey, Tara, thank you for sharing what you did on COVID. Essentially, all of it was a lie. Shot, masks, the deaths. Turns out we, uh, the death rate, uh, the number of deaths, 90% inflated, which means it probably wasn't even a pandemic. In fact, when you look at the PCR test, which has a 90%, 90% false positive rate, and then you look at the fact that CNN has just submitted 90% of the deaths were fake, they didn't die of COVID. I mean, you're looking at probably about the same deaths, cold and flu. In an, in an, I mean, in other words, something we wouldn't take notice of. Yeah, people died from it. It was dangerous. You had to protect yourself, but no more than average cold flu season. 
Text raised here. Thank you for sharing what you did on COVID. My two homeschooled kids were in the car with me. I just gave them a lesson on why we don't blindly follow the narrative based on everything you share. Oh, no, no, no. We are beyond that. We are at, if it is the narrative, assume it is fake. And then be shocked if it's true. Because in the last few years, that's what yesterday's battleground was about. This last week has been absolutely weird. Let me tell you why. Three, the three big major narratives of the last few years were all debunked, not by us. We knew they were fake at the time, but by the mainstream media or the intelligence agencies that spun them. That's what's so nuts. And there's always a phase at the end of the narrative. It always ends one way. They admit they did it. They admit they hosed you. They admit they get away with it. It's where they laugh. They take a victory lap. They laugh at you. I think they do it to discourage people like me and you who see these things know they're fake. Just don't even bother to stick. Don't, don't even bother to stick your neck out. Don't bother to say anything. Cause we're gonna win anyway. We always lie and we always win. Now we admit we lie and we still win. So don't fight next time. Just go along. I think it is to demoralize us. I, I really do think it's part of the PSYOP to always admit at the end that they lied and they got away with it. The three big narratives of the last few years, Russia collusion, the Hunter Biden laptop is Russia disinformation and uh, COVID was a pandemic. All three of those debunked this last week. By the people who spun them. Why this week? That's where they're all at once. But they did. That's what yesterday's Battleground podcast was over. I walked through how it was all lies. So you might want to have your kids listen to that one. It's just remarkable what they get away with. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.